Hey, it's your boy Luan, back again with another episode of Get This, Do This, Get Paid. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest that uh, most of you might know, some of you might not know, but will know after this episode. He's the fitness, nin fitness nin ninja, a torturer, an aggressively joyful dude that I think got a great message to share with everybody. Welcome to the show, Mark Z uh, Zamanov, right? Woo! Yes, sir. Woo. I'm grateful to be here, man. I, you know what? I'm I'm excited that you finally did this because, I mean, you know, in our circle of people, like everybody's got a fucking podcast and and whatever, but it's still, it's work and it takes intention and it takes yeah. planning and you got to get the calendar link and all that stuff. And so, you know... I, I know the value that you bring to people and our circle of people know that, but you know, any chance that we get to do our thing and spread a better message out to people and inspire, motivate, encourage, call people up, like whatever it is, like I'm a huge fan of those things. So I'm excited to see you do this and you've already had some badass people on here. So I'm just, I'm blessed to be here, man. So tell the listener about young, young Mark. <laughs> young Mark. Do you mean me right now? <laughs> okay <laughs> okay 10 years old mark how, how, how did you grow up and how did you grow up so talk to me a little bit about that so i i grew up in a town called sherman texas it's about an hour north of dallas my parents divorced when i was like three my dad actually got full custody of me back in like 1983 like full custody we we were all in missouri and st louis and he moved me down here with him to Dallas. He'd taken a job or something and, and brought me down here. And so it was basically me, him, and my grandma for, for years. Uh, we were in Richardson for a little while, moved up to Sherman. And that's kind of where I grew up. So like a very blue collar town. There's a, like Johnson and Johnson's there and Folgers and, you know, like companies like that. People just work. You know, the city never really changes very much. So very much a just middle class upbringing. You know, I don't have some like fucking tragic backstory, you know, but my, my dad was a salesman and he sold everything, pianos, shoes, cars, houses, transmissions, like you name it. He was just a salesman and always has been. And it's interesting when you start to look back on your life and you like, why am I the way I am now? Mm. Well, I used to see this example that he said, and he never sat me down and like taught me things or anything. I just watched the way that he operated. I watched the way that he treated people. You know, we ran a car lot for years. He had his own car lot that we kind of like lived behind. So I saw firsthand the interactions from the phone calls because we didn't have the internet back then, uh, you know, from the phone calls to people coming on the lot, to the way he spoke to them, to the, you know, from beginning to the end of the sales process. And again, I didn't, I wasn't taking you know, literal notes. But later on in my career, when, you know, I got into fitness and had to sell fitness, I was like, oh shit, I got some influence here that I didn't realize that I was witnessing at the time. So it's really cool to kind of see that. And he was just down here. He visited uh, me and my wife and my baby uh, just a few weeks ago, right before Christmas. And he was kind of, you know, asking me what I'm doing in the business realm right now. And and it's funny because, you know, he's like 70 something years old and, and kind of retired. Like he has a job just to get him out in public and keep him active, but he doesn't really have to work anymore. Um, but he's asking me about my businesses. And so I'm, I'm sharing some things with him and, and he just starts like 
sharing stories and conversations he's had with people. And I'm like, fuck, man, he's like, I need to tap into my dad. more. <laughs> he's got some really he's got some really good shit to to uh, to learn from. You know, he's the guy that like he'll sell you your own thing. You're like, what? Why am I? Bu- what? Like, all of a sudden you're like, fucking take my money. I don't know. Like, you know, he just he just has a way with with the way that he speaks and the confidence that he has. And again, so I start to see like that's that's where I got that from because I've always been a, a fairly confident human, and I got my insecurities just like everybody else. But you know, I've I've never had that like overwhelming doubt of what I'm capable of, or, or you know, the oh, what happens if I fail? Like, oh, fuck it, we're gonna fail sometime. Like, you know, can't hit home runs every day. Um, but he was such a huge influence on me that I've really. I mean, you know, your parents are an influence, but when you really start to dive in and look back at that, it's really cool to see that. And then on the other side of things, what I'm, I would say I'm known for almost more than anything is, is the way that I show up in the world, which is with a smile on my face. And, you know, for years, I just kind of pawned it off. I'm like, I don't know. That's just, that's just who I am. You know, it's just my natural disposition is definitely happy, joyful, optimistic. Like, I'm not going to discount that. But my grandmother, who was also a very huge influence on my life, you know, the last 15 years of her life, a lot of, you know, you you may have heard this story before, but the last 15 years of her life, she dealt with three different cancers, two strokes, diabetes, high blood pressure. You know, at, at some point she couldn't drive anymore just because it was a risk if she had a stroke while she was driving. Uh, but very cognitive, you know, no cognitive decline or anything. Like she was always very mentally, mentally strong, really until the end. But that lady walked around so grateful and so joyous to be alive. Like truly, dear Lord, thank you for giving me another day and meant it. Not just, you know, it wasn't just things that she spit out or whatever. And again, somebody who had every right to complain. She could have bitched and moaned about the cancer and the pain that she was good. Cause I know she was in physical pain and nobody would have batted an eye to be like, yeah, man, that, that really sucks. Like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry, but just a smile on her face and the gratefulness. So I had this influence over here of my dad, this, this very confident man, you know, taking control of his ship, doing what he can to provide for, for himself and me. And then my grandmother on the other side with this joyous, grateful attitude. So it's not really a big mystery of why I am the way that I am. Because I wow. had the I had the example right in front of me the whole time. And you know, my grandmother passed away, I think, in 2007, 2008. And the more my life unfolded and I had to face trials and tribulations, I was like, you know, if she could go through the things that she went through, things that really couldn't be fixed, right? Like she didn't have money problems. If you got a problem that, that could be solved with money, you don't really have a problem. If you got pro- other problems, you got real problems. If she could walk through those things the way that she did with the joy that she showed up with in the world, well, I can do the same thing with my first world problems that I have. Right. Uh, so what I got from that was uh, there's a lot to unpack here. And I think it's, uh, it's got to go back to like, you know, People think your past doesn't have anything to do with how you are now. It's had almost everything with how you past experience influence future decision, right? So it has everything to do with how we act right now. It's the same thing with me, right? I never realized how big of an influence my mom and my grandma and grandpa had on me 
until like now where I'm outside, I'm conducting business, I'm building relationship, I'm making sales, um, you know, uh, just like you, you see your dad doing all this stuff, it might not make sense to you yet, but that imprint in your mind, right, just like me, you know, my mom, my dad passed away when he he was six, uh, when I was six months, so my mom worked, dude. like she worked. Yeah. So I saw that. I witnessed that. It was to me, it's normal because I don't know no anything different, right? Right. And my grandma worked, and she gives everything away. Like she would just like if we if we we would just buy like gift and fruit and come home, come to come to her house when the holidays is. She would take everything and she would go give it all to the neighbor. Like to the point we have nothing left in the home. So that. <laughs> But that was her. Same thing with my grandma. Uh, same thing with my grandpa. She, he was volunteer at church like every day. He would just give away his time. Like, I mean, we didn't have money or anything like his time, his um, wisdom to other people. Uh, so they were, re- I would say, a relationship builders. Same thing with my mom. She's very good at that. Um, so I, I, I just kind of learned that from them is like, you know, Sometimes I don't like I don't want to give, but then I'm like, you know what? Like my grandpa lived a good life, my grandma lived a good life. There was a lot of struggle, but they left a legacy. I mean, their funeral was like two miles of people lining up. Wow! Uh, you know, I still have a video of it. You know, to go bear to the burial, right? Uh, my mom wedding. Uh, back in the day, it was 1989, uh, so it's still a, a collective farm in Vietnam, like commoners kind of deal. Okay, but there was cars like lining up at my mom's wedding because my dad knew a lot of people, so my mom was kind of like you know that that person that everybody gravitate towards. So awesome. now, now that I look, my life is the way I make decision. It's like. You know, I'm thinking like I can't, I can't make this decision because my mom and my grandma and my uh, my grandpa they knew they would not like this because they they very much were devout Catholic. Like what what would Jesus do? Is that what that's what they would yeah. do? Yeah. So that's kind of just influence on me. Like, uh, of course, I'm not perfect. I still have vices. I still have shit that, you know, we we do that we know is not right. But everybody has that. But like the the I, I would say my competitive advantage is that I grew up with good people in my life. That's the same with you, right? Because so I like now I. Well, my my mom, uh, my mom, her husband passed away at six months. If she can live through that, what's a broken leg going to do to me? Right? <laughs> right? Right? Like getting snipped by a client. What's the... <laughs> That's nothing compared to what they were enduring back yeah. in the day. So that that's really cool, man. Like, um, And uh, Ed Milet say something that I uh, stuck with me. is like most of the thing in life is caught, not taught. So yeah. So how did you how did you go from 
watching your dad being a sales guy, what was high school life for you? How how did you become a a fitness influencer? <laughs> I don't know if I'm an influencer in that sense. Uh, I, maybe I should show my ass a little bit more on social media. You know? <laughs> I, I did triceps today. Got your ass sticking out. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I never had that thing where when I grew up, I want to be whatever. Like, I, I didn't have anything like that. All I really knew, interestingly enough, was I just wanted to, like, be happy. Like, I wanted to have, you know, I wanted to to have a life that was, I don't want to say easy because, you know, we all know it's not easy, but I just wanted to have a life that was fun and that was joyful and that, you know, I could have good people around me. So when I started college, um, my intention was to go to chiropractic college and you basically get a minor or you you get a you get a bachelor's degree in a, in a relative science and then you go on to chiropractic college for a couple of years. Well, I got to organic chemistry which is the primary science of chiropractic college. Oh. And I, I just lost. And I was always a good student. Like I graduated high school with almost a 4.0. I graduated college with a 3.5. Like I, I'm a relatively intelligent human being. Um, I, I was always good at math and science, but that one just, I couldn't even grasp the concept of it. So I changed my entire major. I, I changed it to kinesiology, which is the study of the movement of the body. And there's not a whole lot you could do with that degree, but I already had so many science credits built up. I'm like, well, let me find something where I won't be in school forever. Got my degree in kinesiology. I had a friend at the time who was already a personal trainer. And that's kind of one of the routes that a lot of those people go. So I went the route of personal trainer. I started at Bally Total Fitness, which if you know what that is, you're fucking old. Um, and <laughs> and it just kind of grew from there. And, and shortly after starting at Bally, I got a job at Lifetime Fitness, which here in Texas, it was the first club they opened in Texas. So like none of us had ever seen a... a you know, a public health club like that. Like it was almost like a country club, but for the public. And that really, that experience taught me a lot. I was there for about three and a half years, had some great leadership at the time. So taught me about leadership, taught me about selling an, an intangible product. And it's where I really kind of fell in love with the fitness side of things where I was like, oh, I can really make a difference in somebody's life on a personal level. Everything we do makes a difference in people's lives, right? Like what you do enhances somebody's home to the point where, you know, they, they're making memories with their kids on a back patio in a fall evening and with a fire pit and all these things, right? Like what you do matters. And, and a lot of people may not look at it that way, but it does, you know, because things are formed because of that. So for me to be able to physically help somebody transform their their physical body, which you and I know that leads to other things in life, you know, getting gaining mental strength, gaining confidence and self-esteem and, and all the things that come along with that, I kind of fell in love with that process. I'm like, all right, this is this is something I can grab onto. Like this is something that I can see myself continue doing. So, you know, I worked at Lifetime for a little bit. I left and started on my own. I opened a gym with another guy. I had no fucking idea what I was doing. Uh, you know, huge lesson here. Like there were red flags everywhere and I didn't have any money. Like we were borrowing clients money and, and, you know, got a space that rent was astronomical, but I was so young and stupid that I didn't know any better. So I was just like, Oh, whatever, you know, let's sign the papers and let's go. And it was good for a while. And then 2008 hit and the stock market crashed and, you know, we lost all our high paying clients. And so, you know, I was kind of in this weird state of limbo for years of, of training in other people's spaces and trying to figure out what I was doing. And 
you know, there were several times where I'm like, man, I think I'm going to have to go get a job, which was the last thing I ever wanted to do. You know, I didn't want to go work for anybody doing anything else. Um, and I knew a lot of, of trainers that ended up going into real estate and mortgage lending and, you know, just like industries where you get told no a lot. Yeah, uh, You know, you and I know people in the roofing industry that came from Ooh. the fitness industry because they they don't have any issue with rejection. You know, we, we talk to so many people on a regular basis that say they want to work out and then they never do. Right. So it's like, I, yeah, you get used to hearing no. We'll go find an industry where people keep telling you, no, it's no big deal. But a little over five years ago, I got the opportunity to open my own space again in Frisco. And, you know, it was it was great because it gave me a home again. It gave me a little more security as far as at least now I'm in control of the thing again. Because when you're training in other people's spaces, like you don't, you know, you can show up one day and the doors are locked. Like I wasn't paying the rent for the for the building. I was paying the owner, you know, I was paying them to sublease space, right? Um, and it's been a great experience. But, you know, along the way, I've been blessed to be a part of some really great groups. You know, you and I are in the champion circle, my Claudio's coaching group with win rate. And starting to connect with people at a higher level was really a, a, a key component to my own personal growth, much less business growth. Because for years, I was just surrounded by trainers that were average. And, and I don't mean that as a human being, that just like at, their business was average. Like nobody was excelling. You know, everybody was kind of in this mid range of like, the money's okay, but never great. Like you're three clients away from having a breakthrough, but you're also three clients away from your whole business imploding and you got to go do something else. Right. And we didn't have OnlyFans or Feet Finder back then either. So, like, you could really have to go do some work. But I finally started to find avenues where I could get around high performing people, people that were doing the things that I wanted to do, people that were achieving things that I wanted to achieve, people that were making the money that I wanted to make. And again, you you and I have learned this lesson, like you got to pay to be in those rooms, unfortunately. You, you, can, you can learn a lot, like you can go to YouTube, you can go to local networking groups, like you can learn a lot on your own. But at some point, if you want to speed up the process of whatever the thing is that you're trying to get better at, you have to go find people and pay and get some help. Like it, the the world moves too fast now. And it's no different than like accounting. Like I don't want to do my own fucking taxes and stuff like that code changes every six months and I don't want to get audited and go to prison for some stupid shit. Right. So, you know, we pay somebody to do that for us because they're an expert in that arena, which frees my time up to go do the things that I'm really good at. And, and it was really, like I said, it was a turning point for me to start investing in coaching. And I started off small, like my first business coach, I think was like a couple hundred bucks a month, which at the time was like, oh shit, how am I going to afford this? And, and I've been able to invest more over time. And it, and it always comes back. Like there's always a return on that. Even if it's just the human piece of the puzzle of, hey, I got this group of people that I can lean on, that I can take my first world problems to, and I won't be judged for them. And people will, oh, it must be nice to have that type of problem. Well, yes and no, it's still a fucking problem. Like I, I still got to figure it out. But you can't take... You can't take the problems that you face when when you're running a business a certain way to people that are, you know, making an hourly wage at a, you know, at a retail store down the street. It's two different things. Again, it's not a judgment call on the human being. They just don't understand it. Just like I don't understand what it's like to run a hundred million dollar company and be a CEO. 
Like that person can't bring their problems to me because I got nothing to add to that conversation anyway. Maybe I could lend some perspective on the joy piece, but like from a business, I don't fucking know. Like <laughs> I've never done it. <laughs> I have no idea, right? Right. Right. But but it's been it's been such a fun journey to be able to be a part of these groups, to connect with people like you and and know that we just have this, you know, because there's a lot of dudes in our network and just this brotherhood of people who like, you know, we don't we don't always reach out to each other all the time and we don't always ask each other for anything. But like when you know you need something, when you need to lean on somebody, we're all there. And, and there's so many people that are missing that in their life. And when I started this, this initiative, this joy code company that I've recently launched, you know, that's part of that puzzle is figuring out, okay, why am I not feeling that joy and fulfillment that I thought I would feel, even though on paper, everything looks great. Like I got a nice family and I got a nice house and my business is doing pretty good. And, but it's like, everything's just okay. And nothing's great. And I believe we all deserve to live a great life, not just not just an okay life. You know, somewhere between good and great is the place most people, I think, desire to be. But there becomes this disconnect, this gap of, of you know, I envisioned that when I grew my business to that or when I got married and had kids or moved to this place or whatever, that things would be a certain way and they're not. And I don't know why. And there's these unreasonable sometimes expectations that people put on themselves and others thinking that this is going to be a certain way and then it's not. And they're like, there's just this emptiness. And I, I truly believe with all my heart that we can reconcile that internally. Like mm. there's nothing, you know, mm. we, we search and we grow and we buy mm. and, and I'm not against material shit either. Like I'm not, I like nice things. <laughs> like I've, I love my truck and I love nice shoes and I love like my wife and I love going out to eat at nice restaurants. Like I love all that stuff, but I can't rely on that to bring me joy. It may make me happy in the moment. You know, I, I hop in my truck in the morning. I'm like, I love my truck. Like <laughs> it's a really nice truck. I love driving it. It's comfortable. But if it was taken away today, if I put if I pour myself into things that I have no control over, if they're taken away, then I'm basically saying I'm at the mercy of those things. And even, and this is the hard part for people, even other people, even when you're married, even when you have kids, ultimately you are responsible for your own joy and fulfillment. Because, like, worst case scenario, and I've heard Gary Vee talk about this before, where he envisions like his whole family being murdered. Or, or dying in a plane wreck or something, right? And it sounds really harsh when people say that, like, oh, God, like, why would you even think about that? But what if my wife and my baby were out driving, you know, going running errands on a Saturday and get fucking waylaid by a big truck and they die? Like, it, that's terrible, right? Would I be sad? Of course I would. But if I place everything about me into them and all of my purpose into them, and all of my joy and happiness into them, if they get taken away, that means all of that is lost forever. And that's where people have this crisis of like, oh shit, like I poured myself into all these things and people and places and now it's gone and now what do I do? Mm. That's why Ooh. athletes, professional athletes have such a hard time leaving Ooh. their sport. So think about this, like, I don't think Brady's a great example because he really excelled all the way through his career. But you see these guys that hang on and they're still playing and they, you know, they were superstars for a few years and they're look, they're still professional athletes. I'm not going to say they're not good, but you know, they're not what they were. 
but it's like they keep they're jumping teams and it's like their second string and they just hang on and hang on and hang on and hang on right this day and age like if you're a professional athlete you probably started that journey when you were a kid you know you were probably playing football at five years old and you may have played all the sports or whatever but like you've been playing since you were five years old and all of a sudden you're 30 and somebody's telling you hey you're not good enough to do this anymore 25 years of your life you've had this thing that you've just poured everything into and like that it's taken away and that's why they struggle that's why a lot of them drink and go through depression and get fat and you know because that was their thing that was their identity the first thing people say oh that's that football player instead of oh that's that really nice guy that's that really good human being i'm not saying any of that's easy but it's the truth. And so the more we take that that introspective look of like, okay, who am I as a human? Like, what value do I bring to the world? How do I want to show up? And not that, not that you need to put a lot of stock in what other people think about you, but I think it's important to kind of ask yourself the question, you know, when I enter a room, what is the response for people who know me? And when I leave the room, what is the response for people who know me? Because some people, when you walk in a room, they're like, oh, man, Luan's here. Come here, man. Dap me up. You know, hey, let's kick it or whatever. And you leave and you're like, oh, man, it was so good to see that dude. You know, I can't wait to see him again and hang out with him. And some people are the exact opposite. Like, fucking Luan's here. God damn it. <laughs> you know, like, oh, fuck, I'm glad he's gone. Fucking dick. You know, but but like most of us fall into those categories one way or another. I'm not going to control my actions by what other people think of me. But again, I think it's an important question to ask you because it shows you how you are showing up as a human and what how other people perceive you. I don't want people to think I'm an asshole. If somebody thinks I am and I'm being me, that's okay. But I don't need to lead with that. <laughs> right, right, right. So I, I wrote now some, some of the things that you say that uh, really really important right here that maybe we can tie this back into the listener. So you talk about leadership, you talk about fitness, how it can translate that into all the other realm of of everything else that you do. And you talk about community, you talk about the journey, and you talk about connecting with uh, other like-minded individuals. So I think there's a common theme here is... uh, you gotta you gotta fix yourself before you before anything else, right? And that's uh, I come to that realization this past couple of years is like when I'm bad at operating myself or leading myself, it doesn't matter if the business doing good or doing bad. It's in my opinion, it's doing bad if I'm doing bad. If my family is doing bad, I I I don't give a fuck about sales. If me and Jess are fighting or the kid right. is sick, like I I could not. I, I don't care if I have fifteen different other podcasts or fifty other different sales call or whatever that might be. That that is not on top of my priority right now. The priority is how can I make me right and how can I make my family right and then the business like. We need money to survive. That's kind of that's kind of a hard thing. But then also we need ourselves for the business to survive. So it's kind of like it's a catch twenty two, right? So uh, so it's hard. But I uh, I would highly encourage people to to move, 
to get up and move every day. And then leadership is, this is, uh, as you say, it's leading ourselves, is leading, you know, who do I want to show up in the world? Who do I want to the world to know who I am? And the easiest way to do that is just be yourself. So, so, so you don't have to, oh, I go into this group. I want to, well, I'll be long the second. You know, I go into this group, I'll be launched the, the third. I'll go to that, I'll be launched the fourth. Like that is, I think is uh it's it, it's create a lot of uh, self-doubt because you don't really know who you are. Mm-hmm. It, it's create a lot of uh self uh it's it's self-sabotage because you trying to be this person, you try to be that person, you try to emulate that person. And uh, we touched really deep on this uh, on the podcast I did with Benny uh, earlier this week. But uh, really, you you have to have a space where you work on yourself every single day. And, yeah. and I, I think it's important to you know when we talk about being ourselves and being authentic, I I wholeheartedly agree with that. But I think the the back end of that statement that nobody ever ever verbalizes, even though we know is be yourself, but continue to get better. Right. Because we've all been there at that space where we weren't exactly happy with who we are. We knew we needed to change. And a lot of us have taken action on that. So I was still myself, but I was still taking action to be better in whatever realm that meant, whether it was relationally, physically, financially, as a business owner, as a leader, it doesn't matter. But you know, in my opinion, if you're alive, you still have purpose. And there's a reason that you woke up this morning. Again, most people don't see it that way, but I truly believe that. And so if I was given another day and more breath in my lungs, then then it's my, it's not only my opportunity, but it's my obligation to try to do whatever I can to be just a little better human today. We don't always get it right. Like you said earlier, like we're still going to fuck up and make mistakes and have fights and say the wrong thing and piss somebody off or whatever. That That's just being a human being. But if we can get it right more often than not, if we can strive to be better 90% of the time and not 30% of the time, then we then we forge that road ahead. And when you do that over time, when you talk about, I, I got to get me right, when you improve, other people see it. And if you've surrounded yourself with the right people, they come along with you. And if you've surrounded yourself with not the right people, they'll take care of themselves in time. Yep. And either that or they'll pull you down, right? And we've seen this happen a lot where, you know, I, I call it a crap in the bucket mentality. Yep. When, you know, you start climbing up and then the other crap is like, no, nope, let's go back down here. Uh, and the same thing, and I think all of this is like we all have, we all have an ideal that that who we striving to be, like our hero journey, like that's the person I want to be. That's the future me that I want to be. That's that's my hero. Is the future me because that's the I- idealistic version of me, and we're always striving for that version, right? And and that version can be built up past experience like maybe it was your dad maybe it was your grandpa maybe it was was your mom but uh but you all have some type we all have some type of influence some ideal that we're all striving to be and if you don't i mean i would suggest you 
you know, go to church or something, get around a get around a, a community that can help you develop that faith, that uh, that vision, so then you have clarity to be able to see a little bit further than a week from now, two mm-hmm. weeks from now, three weeks from now, five weeks from now, a year from now, you should be able to see where you might end up being in about, I, I say a year is good. A year is 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 is, 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 is too much of a vision for a lot of people already. And you got to have a purpose. And life is an experience, right? It's an experience. So you, uh, and one of the things that I'm trying to do this year is be more uh, present, intentional, because uh, I tell you, it's, uh, somebody told me this the other day, and I it just blew my mind, man. You know how how when we all say, "Oh my God, this year flew by so fast. Uh-huh. This year flew by so fast," but when in reality. That's just means you haven't lived this year. You're running away from something. You're always running. You're always fixing stuff. You're always running. You're never present in the moment with people. With And this just hit me like a ton of brick. brick. It's like, yeah, last year flew by really fast for me. Uh, yeah, maybe I wasn't really present for a lot of it. And, 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 and that's something that I need to work on, right? Uh, and then... Uh, and then tell me a little bit about, you know, this is your favorite saying, do hard thing early. What about that? <laughs> That's one of my favorites. <laughs> what, what about that, man? Look, we live in the most comfortable time humanity has ever known, like hands down. We can order everything from our house. We pull up the phone and click some buttons and shit shows up at our doorstep, whatever you want, food, clothing, you know, electronics, like I... I joke around all the time. I'm sure I could find somebody like on Craigslist that would come feed me my food. You know, the internet's weird. There's weird fucking people out there. Which means there's a lack of physicality that's necessary to live in this world right now. There are very few people that have any type of job that requires any type of physical labor. You know, you still got your roofers and construction workers or whatever, but the the amount of physical labor jobs is so small that most of us do what we're doing right now. They sit behind a computer, right? And even even like running a gym, I mean, I'm on my feet, but it's not like I'm working out for five or six hours a day. You know, I still get the same amount of activity as most of those, maybe a little bit more, but not a lot. So if we don't find ways to manufacture something physically hard, how do we ever know what we're capable of? Because mm. when, when adversity comes, not if, but when adversity comes... It doesn't matter what type of adversity, it's going to affect you physically because there's a stress response that we have. So like, you know, Luan, like if you got served papers today that somebody's suing you for your company, like, you know, extreme case, right? Like somebody's suing you and they have they have a valid claim that they can come and take your entire company and everything that you own away from you. That's going to be very, very stressful because whether whether it's truly valid or not, like you're going to have to pay lawyers and you got to go to court and you... There's this stress that comes with that. And if you never work out and you never do anything positive for your physical being, like your your body is going to deteriorate and backfire on you. But when we consistently push ourselves, and I'm not talking, you don't have to fucking just whoop your ass every day. Like I'm not saying it has to be that, that extreme, but we have to do things that physically test ourselves. 
Because for most of us, if you wake up in the morning and you go to the gym at 6 a.m. and do a really hard workout, that's the that's the hardest physical thing you'll do all day. And it starts to lend perspective and give you the confidence that, you know what, like that was hard, but I got through it. Surely I can handle this over here. That's a computer problem or a customer service issue, or we ordered the wrong thing and now we got to do a change order or whatever, right? Like, all right, I can fix that because I've already proven to myself time and time and time again that I can handle physical adversity. And if I can handle that, I can handle all this other stuff that can be solved with money or an email or a little bit of communication. And that's the important piece of it. So it just builds this confidence over time that mm. you're like, I can do hard shit because hard mm. shit's coming for all mm. of us. Mm. And in in your hard shit may not be my hard shit. You know, it could be a death in the family. Like that that's a very hard thing to deal with. But are you mentally strong enough to mourn your own loss, but still be able to support the people around you? You know, you don't have Mm -hmm. to stuff your feelings down and ignore it. But sometimes some of us have to step up and be the person in that moment. And if we want to be that person, we have to have a track record that we've proven to ourselves, not to anybody else. This has no consequence to anybody else. But we have to prove to ourselves that we can handle those things. Mm -hmm. And the more often we do that, the better we get at that. You know, mm. you, we, we've heard this for years. Like if you're alive, you've handled all the hardest shit that's ever happened to you because you're still here. Mm. And I think mm. we have to look at that sometimes and remember what we've overcome to get to this point. Because we look at the problems we face now and we're like, man, this fucking sucks. But 10 years ago, you would have dreamed to have the problems you have right now. Right. Right. Oh man. So good. And, uh, you know, that, 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 that piece is key right there. It's confident, Right. Um, I, um, I heard somebody say this the other day. Well, a lot of, uh, I, I hear a lot of people say a lot of stuff lately, but this, this, <laughs> for real, yeah, this, this really stuck with me that, uh, you, you never see a motherfucker leave the gym sad. It's true. I mean, they might be sad going in. They might be pissed off. It's early in the morning, but everybody leave the gym. I mean, they're like, you know, get me sweat up, you know? You know, like uh, it's accomplished. I, they leave accomplished. Like I never seen, and I never seen anybody leave the gym like angry or anything, right? Uh, so, so that's uh, that's kind of a you know. And I start, I observe people when they go to the gym, like you know, people are feeling themselves out, you know, <laughs> little gun show action, little gun show. Okay, and I mean that's that's basically. You know, what I, I usually uh, tell people, you got to build a business plan before you build a business plan, you know, and yeah, uh, yeah. and if, and if that's a good business plan, but the business man is shit, the, the plan ain't going to get executed the way you want it to be executed, you know, and, uh, and talk to me a little bit about this joy community that you are creating and uh, what uh, what are your purpose in that uh, in impacting changing the way the way people think about life? So a couple of years ago, I had this idea. Again, I, I've always been that person. Like a lot of people that know me will say I'm the happiest person they know. They always see me with a smile on their face, and all that's very true. And it's very authentic, and it's very who I am. So a couple of years ago, I was like, you know, the more I broke it down, the more I realized that it's been forged from habits. You know, again, I had great influence and in, in my natural disposition is a certain way, but there's definitely a set of things that I do on a on a regular basis that allow me to continue to live with joy despite what's going on outside of me. 
so I, I kind of had this business idea and then my wife got pregnant and, and, you know, my business shifted a little bit in the gym. And so I'm like, all right, it's not time yet. And then when 2023 started, we had the baby, we were searching for a nanny for months. And so a lot of stuff for both me and, you know, my wife's a business owner and coach too. So a lot of stuff for both of us got put on the back burner. It's kind of like survival mode. I mean, you've, mm-hmm. you've been there a lot, you know, you got multiple kids. We just got one baby in the house, but you just, it's like, I just need to survive today. Like, you know, can, did I shower this week? I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, did I feed myself? Yes. I fed myself. Did you eat today? All right, cool. Um, but, but so this kind of went on where it just wasn't the right time because of life happening, which is totally fine. But I had the opportunity last year to work with a couple of guys that had reached out to me personally and said, hey, like, I need some help. And this is what I need help with. And I've been writing for years. You know, I have a book, Make Good Choices, and I write on social media all the time. So a lot of it is, is people following that type of content that's nothing has nothing to do with health and fitness and everything to do with mindset and perspective and, and you know, just viewing the world in a different way. And I study a lot of stoicism, so I talk a lot about that. So I have these couple of guys reach out that were like, hey, you got something that I that I desire in my life, and I think you can help me find it. And I'm like, all right, well, let's figure this out. Uh, so I was really blessed to work with them and help them solve some things. And again, on paper, these are dudes that are uber successful, all the money, big house, you know, all the things, but like still feeling this disconnect with the vision that they had in their head when they arrived at this place in life. And then the reality of where they were in that moment. And I helped them bridge that gap. So all of a sudden, all this stuff comes back. It's like, all right, it's time now. Like it's time to do something with this because I know that I have a skill set that I can help people do that very same thing. Whatever level of life they are, doesn't really matter, but I can help people bridge that gap between the vision they have in their head of what they thought they would feel like when they are where they are now and where they actually are. And that's hard. It's hard for a lot of people because if you're missing joy and fulfillment, a lot of times you don't know why you're missing it. You just know that it is missing. And I've I've developed a system and questions and things where I can start to extract that information out of people to help them essentially solve their own problem. Like I'm not going to fix anybody. But I can ask the right questions. I can lead people down the right path. I can help people get introspective. I can help people look back at their upbringing to see, you know, where where was some influence there, good, bad, or indifferent, and then solve that equation of, okay, why am I? Why don't I wake up excited about life? And I would I would say most people don't, honestly. And you know, if you go out in the general public, again, not in our circle of people, but you go out in the general public. And there's a lot of really unhappy and unfulfilled human beings out there. So for me, if I'm going to do my part to change the world, which I can't change the entire world, but I can change my world. And I want to leave something a little bit better for my sons. Well, then this is it, you know, because I can do the fitness thing still. And, I'm, you know, that's not going away anytime soon. and, and, And I still love that realm. It's it's what I've done for years on end. But if I can impact people in a deeper, meaningful way like this, where I'm literally creating more joyful human beings in the world, the trickle down effect of that, I'll never know. Because if I, you know, let's say if you you were like, hey, Mark, I need your help. Like, you know, I, I feel joyless. I feel unfulfilled. I should be happy, but I'm not. I don't know why. And I can help you solve that piece. 
And then you bring that to your wife and you bring that to your kids and your kids bring that to their friends. And, you know, again, the, the butterfly effect is enormous. And so I just, I know I'm being called to do this because it hasn't gone away. I've had a lot of stupid ideas over the years that, you know, I, I started to kind of do something and then it like, there were plenty of voices going, that's a stupid idea. Like, stop, quit doing, go, go back to the thing that you were doing. But this is something that keeps coming up. It, it, it keeps showing its face. Um, and I truly believe it's a God thing of like, he's like, okay, it's time to move now. And you're going to have to work for it because it's not easy, but you're going to have to work for it. But I promise you, if you work for it, I'm going to reward you and reward the people that are working with you in all the ways. So it's my mission. Like my mission is to leave people better. It's as simple as that. And, and I've found another avenue that I can truly help individuals live a more joyful, fulfilled life because I really believe that's what we all want. Like at the end of the day, you know, you talked about your grandparents earlier. They may not have had money, but it sounds like they had a lot of joy and fulfillment and they made an impact on so many people because of the way that they were as a human being, not because of what they accomplished, not because of any business they built or any of that. <laughs> not, uh. <laughs> Give me goosebumps, man. I don't know if you can see it. I can see it. You know, so... uh uh, and that's that is really you know like, and this is why you know I feel very, very moved to do this podcast. Uh, it's about you know get business, do business, get paid. But that's not what we talk about like in these podcasts. We talk about maybe a little bit business here and there, but it's about fixing yourself. It's about the struggle. It's about how. How can you deal with your past, your trauma, you know, or deal with your current problems so you can be more for everybody else? Because you can't pull from an empty cup, right? You yep. know, and there's nothing here. There's nothing here. I drank it, you know. So, <laughs> but look at this. I can drink this and I can pour it more for people. You know, uh, but uh, that's that's amazing, man. Because because I I woke up like I think a little bit before Christmas, and I'm like, you know what? I want to do a podcast. I think it was December 14, and I put a post out there. A bunch of people reach out, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna publish it. Like eh, minimal editing. I don't really care about the elements that are. If the message is good, people will receive it, right? Right. Um, so I, I worry about it, but like, I felt very moved to put all of this out there because I feel, I feel with, with, with the business owner, uh, entrepreneurship, it's hard for people to open up and, uh, it's hard for people to be vulnerable. It's hard for people to be honest. It's hard. And when they, when they get a push against the wall, and I've seen it a lot of times. And now you open up now, it's fuck, it's too late. You you too far gone already. Yeah. So somebody out there is listening to one of the episodes, maybe like, oh my God, you know, like like I, I totally align with that. And I, I probably need to fix that. Oh, this is why I'm experiencing my feeling this way, because of the some trauma in the past that keep resurfacing every time this happened. So, you know, it's the way that we just, you know, I want to give people the tools to deal with the word, you know, 
So, uh, and business, you know, you can get business stuff from YouTube. It's, it's not really the business, the, the advice is the same across the board. A little bit variation, but it's the community, it's the leadership, it's the working on yourself, it's the journey, it's the core value, it's the confidence, it's the purpose, it's the experience. All of that is what makes us continue on. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. And it, and it all comes back to controlling what we can control. You know, you don't control the external. All you control are your thoughts and your actions. And so the more you lean into what you think and what you do, the more at the end of the day that you just have the confidence that, hey, I did the work and that's it. There's, there's, you know, you don't control the weather or the, you know, the president or any of that stuff. What you got there? I got a coin from the Roman Empire, man. It's a, it's a, so I know you love Stoicism. I, and, you know, that's one of the, pr the principles that I try to, uh, to, to follow as well. So talk to me a little bit about, about how that's influenced into the way you, you deal with, um, I wouldn't say it big problem, but the way you deal with like uh, obstacle uh, problem, uh, maybe it's the people problem, maybe it's the finance. How talk to me how that has uh, influenced you in a positive way? Yeah, you know the again the main tenets of stoicism are are really just what I said that you know you control your thoughts and your actions and nothing else, and so the more we lean into our reasoned choice, that's a, a kind of a common verbiage in the stoicism community, the, the better you live because you start to understand, I'm just going to do what I can confidently do that's under my domain and everything else is going to do whatever it's going to do. Like, again, I have no control over it. You know, you take money, for example, like I can be a good steward with my money. I can pursue avenues to make more revenue but at the end of the day, if the stock market crashes or somebody robs my bank account or whatever, like I have zero control over that. So I just have to be okay with knowing that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. If somebody says something to you that most people would deem offensive, right? Calls you a name or talks shit about your family or whatever, you know, is that person in the wrong? Probably. But what you do with that is what really matters. So you can dismiss it and be like, well, you're an idiot and I don't even care what you think anyway, right? Like, you know, I can let it slide off because it, it has no bearing on my life and the mm -hmm. way that I operate. And mm -hmm. a lot of people don't have control over their emotions. So they immediately react, which again, we're human beings and we're emotional creatures. So there's a component where I think it's okay to emotionally feel something, but mm -hmm. we have to learn to keep that in check and go, okay, why am I feeling this way? Is mm. there validity in this? Mm. And if there's not, then stop worrying about it. And I know that makes it, that simplifies the whole thing, but that really at the root of it all, mm. if somebody's talking shit about you and you don't even care and you don't value that person anyway, mm. whatever, like whatever, right? <laughs> and if it's somebody that, if it's somebody that you love or that you care about or a family member, then maybe you ask yourself a couple questions. Like, why is this person saying that to me? Is there truth in that? Am I being a dick? Am I being greedy? Am I being lazy? Am I being aggressive or whatever? And if the answer is yes, okay, well, that's why you're feeling that way because mm. you know there's some truth in it. Oh, oh. And it takes time. Like that's it. It's a practice just like anything else. And it takes time to, to cultivate a mindset that allows you to even just take a couple of seconds. You know, it's the old like 
take a big deep breath, count to 10. Like there's, that's, that's really useful. <laughs> it's very useful. Yeah. I mean, look at all the keyboard warriors we got on the internet, just spouting off shit because they can, right? Where most of those people, if you would just take a big deep breath and count to 10, you're like, do, do I really need to say that? Like, does this really matter? <laughs> no, like the 99.9% the .9 of the time, nothing, nothing of that matters, oh, right? Oh man. But we so have to learn to control it. And so it's, it's allowed me to live with more inner peace because I pour my time and energy and effort into what really matters. Mm. And I, and I don't with anything else. Mm. Oh man. So good. Uh, I, I, I think, uh, I heard uh, Alex Mosey say this one uh, once, and I thought it's uh, it's apply in this situation. Is some problem are best dealt with by treating it as an as a no problem, you yeah. know. Uh, so and and so that's why a lot of time people get tripped up because, you know, me, if it's anything business, it, I don't think is that's a problem. Like that's just an opportunity for you to be better. So problem. And most of the time, if somebody is talking bad about me or have something to say about me, you know, it's it's their problem. It's not my problem. Yep. You know, what other uh, what other people think about you is none of your business. Right. And uh and I think there's a and man, with the world right now and how how fast we can uh curate information, right? And that's the double S for it. Like, okay, you curate this. The, if there's good information, it's okay. But especially when the new year hit, right? Like you see people listing out their achievement and all that stuff. And then I know a lot of people go straight into depression mode. Mm -hmm. because, yeah. because they are they are comparing themselves to somebody else chapter 15 where they at chapter two. <laughs> right. You know, so uh, true. So true. You, you know, don't judge the man where he's standing now. You don't know where he's standing before that, you know? Uh, so, uh, so, so it's like, you know, when people, when people, I love when people say, wow, it must be nice for you. You got all this, uh, you know, you got uh, Louise, you know, he's, He's he's getting all back done for you. You don't do nothing. I'm like, well, why you why you think he 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 get the decks done for me? There's like I must be somebody, right? That 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 people gravitate towards to and give their hundred and ten percent to build something that you know we agree on to building. So you know it might look like overnight success, but you know you didn't, you weren't there when I was fourteen, not knowing the language, learning English, and get bullied by fucking everybody. You weren't there for that. You weren't there for yeah. when I I had to scrub pizza, scrub dishes, a pizza machine. You weren't there for that. You weren't there for when I deliver paper out in the snow. You weren't there for that. So the 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 the, the 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 thing about comparison and you know taking somebody out achievement and internalize it for yourself is this is so dangerous man yeah it's either so either learn how to use it for encouragement and motivation of what's possible or or don't even look at it because right. to me there's there's no other option with that like yeah. i i look at you know you and nate and mike and sam and all these guys i'm like man that's awesome like I want to, I want to achieve in a way that you guys do. And I use that as motivation of like, I know what's possible when you do the work. I'm not going to look at somebody's list and be like, oh man, man, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like you said, you know, must be nice. 
Well, yeah. They, and the other side of that is you don't know what's going on in the background either. Mm-mm. Like Mm-mm. your company did 10 million, but you're 12 million in debt. What, <laughs> like, what the fuck good is that? That doesn't do right, any good right, either. Right. You know, well, all we're looking at is people's highlight reels. Right. So uh, we're coming up on the top of the hour here. What is one advice that you would give your 21 years old self if you were to do it all over again? What What advice would you give young Mark? Man, that's a great question. Um, obviously, buy Bitcoin. You know, when whenever you whenever you first hear about it, like just buy it. All of however much money you got, dump all of your money into it immediately. You you won't lose. I promise. Uh, so that's number one. You know, the second thing I, I think is, and it's something I learned later in life, is just persist. Like truly, just persist without exception. And you know, it, when you're when you're on a path that you know you're supposed to be on, and sh- shit's going to be hard. Like it's going to be harder than you think, but it will be rewarding in the end. So just just don't quit. Just don't quit. Don't That's quit. it. So good, man, man. So much. Like I wrote down a whole page of notes here, so I can go over later. But uh, man, such a great podcast. And if people want to find you, man, how 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 would they find you? Uh, so a couple of things, Facebook, it's probably the easiest way to find, just look at my name, Mark Zamanoff, M-A-R-C, Z-A-L-M-A-N-O, just find, I'm the only one on there. Uh, markzfitness.com. If you need help in the fitness realm, you can go there, but like, I'm not hard to find. Just type my name in the Google machine and I'm everywhere. Got podcasts and book and all the shit, but yeah, just come find me on the, on the Facebooks. All right, man. Hey, I'm, uh, we'll, we'll talk to each each other again soon. And uh, I appreciate you coming on here and sharing your wisdom, man. And there's a lot of things that uh, I think people can take value from this and launch in 2024, I say, with a vengeance, right? With a, with a vengeance, with a ven- vengeful joy or aggressively. Yeah, aggra- <laughs> with an aggressively joyful attitude. Yes, sir. Right. I appreciate it, man. Hey, man. Thanks. God bless you. Uh, have a great day. I'm out.